Welcome to today's podcast. This is your host, Mark Fisher. <laughs> and I'll be back. No, um, this is your host, Mark Fisher, And I'm with Alan Miskowski. What's up? Who's probably you most was of that you a, Was that a Canadian rise, Mark Fisher? Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have someone uh, who's one of Crown Point's most famous, I would say. Uh, Spike Albrecht. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. I appreciate the warm intro. It's great to be here. Dude, no doubt. Appreciate you jumping on. Um, it was sick. I, I just like, we're just thinking about people like to bring on the show. And I don't know why. Like, I, we run into each other all the time when we're out, I feel like. For sure. And I'm like, we're both out a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, who, who who has like way more pull in the area than, than I do? And, mm. and Spike was the first one that came to mind. I'm like, I got to bring Spike on. Yeah, you've been, you've been, uh, you've been going hard for this one. So Mark is really excited. Yeah. No I'm doubt. excited too. But yeah. Mark, I mean, I feel like Mark is pumped. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think this is a fun one. And it's cool. It's just like one text away and he's like, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So That's you've been it. doing podcasts too, right? So you have, you've been on a couple? I've been on a couple. Um, I love I love doing podcasts, just jumping on with people, kind of shooting the shit, having fun. Oh, I've yeah. never like hosted my own. I don't really have any interest in that. No? I, I'm more just like being guests and a lot less work involved <laughs> when you just come on and talk for half an hour, 45 minutes, and then you guys can go do all the editing and all that good <laughs> stuff. So, but no, this will be fun. I'm looking That's forward sick. to it. Like, let's talk a little bit about like your high school for people who may not know you. Like you went to Crown Point High School. What was that experience like? When did like I guess uh, it start to become like a reality for you about like becoming a basketball player and like taking it to the next level? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I grew up playing from like the time I was three or four. So like basketball had always been embedded in me. Um, I have two older brothers who both played. One of them played in college, but grew up playing against them, playing at a pretty high level. I would say by the time I was in like eighth grade freshman year, I was like, okay, I definitely want to play in college. My brother was three years older than me. He was getting division one offers and getting recruited to play in college. So I was like, all right, like this is definitely what I want to do. So I quit playing baseball uh, freshman year and just went like 365 on basketball. Wow. Um, I graduated from Crown Point in 2011. I love CP. Like I, I really love high school basketball, especially here in Indiana. Um, and it's frustrating now like listening to a lot of kids and a lot of parents, like they're quick to like, you know, hate on their coaches or, or different schools and things like that. And I, I try to tell them like, first of all, it's high school basketball. Like you're not, you're not going to have John Wooden as your coach. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. these dudes are making 40, 50 grand. Like, but my other thing is like, if you're a kid, just get better. Like, you know, these parents, they're, they're making excuses or saying this or that. But it's like, yo, if, you're, if your son's not, son or daughter's not putting in the work to get better, like, at the end of the day, if you're good enough, you'll get recognized and you'll get opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of people try to shortcut that and they, they want to, like, you know, point the finger at somebody else. But, like, just work on your game and get better and, like, let the results speak for themselves. Heck, yeah. I think parents are, like, the worst part about oh. sports. A amateur sports, it's the worst. Dude. Yeah, it's like they all like we coach like I coach baseball for a while, obviously with Mark. I coached Mark and at Andrea, yeah. which is really fun. <laughs> and uh, like one of those things that always drove me crazy was how many parents were like D1 or bust. 
So stupid. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, I mean, obviously those guys get to that level. They're freaks and it's an awesome experience. But D2, D3, NAIA, that's all fun too. Absolutely. Being a part of those programs, you know. And so it's like that was always driving me crazy. And like you said, man, the um, referees too, not only the coaches, but like the refs get, and like the umpires in baseball get destroyed. And it's like, dude, those guys are working full-time jobs. For sure. Man. Coming yeah. here just having <laughs> fun. Yeah. Have a little bit of perspective of what the, what the sport is. Yeah. And you I know? feel like to lead into what you guys are saying, like, I feel like when they're deciding, okay, it's D1 or no, nothing, like you're, to me, the goal of like playing in college, the amount that you learn being a student athlete outside of like having a chance to be, like play pro teaches you so much more than what you would do if you just went to school and you didn't play a sport. For sure. You know, it's college like, is a completely different experience being an athlete and being just a student. Oh, 100%. totally different experience 100%. and hard as shit. You and you had probably two totally different college experiences because you before Michigan, you were at a Northfield Mount Hermon. OK, I was I was out at prep school for a year um, after my senior year here at CP. And we can we can like dive into that later. But I was there for a year, and then I did four years at Michigan. Um, I got hurt going into my senior year at Michigan. I had bilateral hip surgery, so I did a medical Dude. red shirt for my senior year, and then I transferred to Purdue for my fifth year. So, like, I'm not gonna lie, I had a pretty sweet college experience. Like, I played at two Big Ten schools and yeah. played for two of the best coaches in college basketball. Um, but very different. Like Purdue and Michigan are, you know, a lot different. John Beeline mm. and, and Matt Painter are different people, mm. but they were both, you know, great programs, great people, and. Um, really cool experiences. What's the biggest div- part of the divide between the two? Um, I mean, I'm sure crowd experience, yeah, campus experience. For sure. Like Ann yeah. Arbor is a lot different than West Lafayette, for sure. Um, I-, I think another difference is like Michigan's more of a football school. And when, when I was there, like during my four years, we were, we were pretty good. You know, we had a couple of really good teams that went deep into the tournament. So like the fans kind of got behind us. But Purdue's, you know, basketball all day, every day. Like they could be playing, you know, who gives a shit state in January and that <laughs> yeah. thing sold out. At yeah. Hockey. Like That's it's just, sick. it's real. Whereas like in Michigan, like it, it may be, you know, half full. And that's not, a, it's not a knock on, on their fan base or anything. It's just like, if they're not, you know, top of the big 10 or rolling, like it's, yeah. it's a football school at the end of the day. And I know Mark, I know you're a big Michigan oh, football fan. Like the big house is everything. And that's yeah. their money maker. Yeah. And like, but uh, overall, like, yeah, the University of Michigan, Michigan and, like, the campus is sick. So when you went back to for your 10-year reunion, was it still half full? Has that evolved? Like, now that with Juwan Howard and, like, maybe is there any more national recognition? Or is it still just, like, no, the, it's still football or bust? No, and, and I, I, I felt I didn't mean it like that. Like, it's mm-hmm. – they do, they do have a great fan base. And, like, it's more often than not they do a great job. But there was, like, certainly games where it's, like, okay, it's not – as great of an energy mm-hmm. as like as like a Mac here in Assembly Hall. So I'm not trying to knock them. Yeah, right uh, when we went back for the 10 year reunion, it was it was bumping. It was cool. Michigan State, you know. So it was like a, a homecoming. It was a oh, rivalry yeah. game. Obviously, we were getting honored. So that thing was sold out. Like it was it was rocking. That's sick for sure. Um, sick. But like, yeah, I just I I don't think it's like that every game. Yeah. Which that's that's anywhere you go, dude. You know. But like if it's if it's a rivalry or conference game, like more often than not. Like, it'll be sold out or close to it. That's the thing I'm the most, like, jealous of with, like, basketball of any other sport. I'm sure it's that way in football, too. But the crowd noise and the crowd is on top of it. Oh, God. Oh my God. In basketball. And that's such, like, a, I mean, I'm sure, like, the, just the, I don't know, anxiety of just being in front of, like, especially on the road of that, those kind of environments have got to be crazy. Just nuts. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely loud. And, like, there's 
there's home home court advantages, especially in the Big Ten. Like I think of like Mackey's one, like playing at, at you know at Purdue, super tough. IU Assembly, Assembly Hall, Hall when they're good. Like you want to talk about people <sighs> being on top of you. Like have either of you guys been to Assembly? Yeah, yeah. Like dude, it's straight up. Like it's just straight up. So those fans are like right on top of you. <laughs> I, I remember my freshman year, um, we were number one in the country. They're number three. It was like a it was like a January February game. It was college game day. Nice. And like it was the loudest arena I've ever been in. Like, and that that like counts the final four in the national championship. Like I was I, I was in the game and at one point they went on like a little run and we called a timeout and it was so loud, like I couldn't even like feel myself walking over to the bench. Like I couldn't like feel my feet on the floor. I was like, what is going on here? But like That's so crazy. Yeah, like when when they're good, like when I use good, when Purdue's good, like those venues are on a whole different level. Wow, and I'm sure playing that game is probably better later in the year, your freshman year, than it is like oh, November. Yeah. You know, in Michigan, I've been throwing that ball everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> nervous as shit. That's so crazy. And you know what the cool thing is? Like, I feel like 50-50 people from this area either go to Purdue IU. There's probably so many buddies you had at IU that were like at the game. Oh, for for sure. Like I. And I wasn't playing a ton my freshman year, but like I remember going to IU like later on my sophomore, junior year, and like yeah, those are a bunch of my friends from high school or from the region, and like they'd be chanting my mom's name when I'm at the free throw line, like Tammy. I'm like, like hey man, like, yo, yo, yo. take it easy. I'm like, Leave Tammy out yeah, of this. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's cool because like yeah, you have kids from your high school in the stands, and like I was like, dude, I've known you since we were eight and you're sitting up there like mf in me right now <laughs> but that's what like makes it a cool experience too heck yeah so. man that's awesome <laughs> so yeah. crazy when so like obviously when you're playing at places in certain settings and it gets really loud like you can you you're aware like damn like it's so loud right now it's crazy but when you're in like the national championship for instance and like you just dropped 17 points in the first half and you're like out of your head at that point do you even hear the crowd um like at that point, like in the national championship, not really. Yeah. Like, cause you're just like blackout. Yeah. Mode, like you're like. just in the zone. And like when you're in that mode, like you kind of just forget what else is going on and like the moment. Yeah. Um, and you're just out there doing your thing. But like even other games, like if you're not on that level, like I think as an athlete and as a competitor, like you just in those moments, you revert back to, you know, to like the work you've put in and, you know, yeah. the long hours you spent in the gym or on the baseball field, whatever it is. And like, that work, that preparation should breed like the confidence to go out and do what you do. And I think also with, with basketball, like especially as a point guard, like or a ball handler, Steph Curry, whatever it is, like you're so involved and you're always gonna have the basketball. So like it's it's hard to get too high or too low. So like I think you learn to to become a little bit more even keeled. Mm. Um, just cause like you gotta move on to the next play and, and keep it rolling, you know, because it can change quickly. Are you just nonstop working on handles when you in like when you're playing? When I was, yeah, for yeah, not working like, on my dude. handles very much anymore. <laughs> They're a little shaky. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I had to. Like, for me, I mean, I'm 5'11", white point guard. Like, anytime I checked out into the floor, people were like, all right, we're going to go take the ball from him. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like, no, you're not. Good luck. Yeah, because, I mean, I've, I've grown up playing against kids four or five years older than me, so I was always that dude that, you know, people were picking on. So I just, like, learned to overcome that. And, you know, you can handle the basketball and get to where you need to on the floor. Like there's always a spot for you to play. Dang. Spike man. always had it though. I mean, we played together CYO. since like, dude, CYO. I mean, even no before way. CYO though, we played like yeah. little like, like travel ball together. 
Spike always was like the guy. You know what I mean? Like each every team has like the guy. He was like always like the guy. So you're up. like you're scoring twenty six in like CYO, dude. With um, ease, with ease, we were pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I think also in like Marky can attest to this. Like having older siblings. Oh, uh, that was huge. Like oh, that yeah. that helped me a ton. Probably both of us. Like, I mean, when I was in kindergarten, like my dad coached my older brother's teams, like who were in third grade and sixth grade, and I would travel with them. And if it was like the 30 point rule, like if they were up or down 30, like I was checking in, you know, most of the time they were up 30, they, they had pretty good teams too. But like yeah. I would go in and play against kids who were four or five years older than me. So like then when I was playing against kids our age, I was like, oh, this is oh, about yeah. to be like, you know, fucking lunch meat. Like, yeah. Oh no, for sure. It, so. it, it was, it was crazy. And then we'd play against guys like, uh, I, I think our biggest rival was Chesterton every year. Oh, for sure. They're like Hamner, Mitch McGarry. Uh, they had a couple other like good dudes in their team, yeah, but they had a good team. They had a good team. <laughs> I think like Mitch McGarry was like, she like a guard at the time. He was all, yeah. He was still like growing and developing to his body. Yeah. Uh, Cause what do you end up like six ten? Mitch is a big boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, dude. dude. He just, yeah, he was unbelievable. Dude. By the way. So, so much fun to watch play <laughs> yeah. basketball that, that you're every team that you had at Michigan, I thought was a blast to watch like yeah. play basketball and deep for sure. Deep. Yeah. And I, how, how it's like rare to see a team that deep. Yeah. yeah, and talented. No, yeah. definitely. And With I think so many local guys. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Super cool. And I think that's a credit to Coach Beeline. Like he did a great job um, with his recruiting and, and oh. like building a system and finding guys that that fit his style and and what he wanted to do. And then as a basketball player, like you look at his style and the way he plays, especially offensively, you're like, heck yeah! Like why wouldn't I want to go there? Like I'm gonna be able to go there and like ball out and, and shoot as much as I want and like all that sort of stuff. So yeah. he's definitely a player's coach and he cares more about offense than defense. So it was uh, it was a good spot for me. That's, That's fun. cool. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> that just made me think we're doing this uh, Crown Point Wrestling documentary we're releasing next week. And like, dude, how great would it be to get like all the region guys from that Michigan team in like oh. and interview them all oh. and then like kind of really tell that journey? It would, sure. so would be nuts. so sick. You know, dude. I would I would love that. And I honestly I haven't talked to Mitch or Glenn in a in a while um i talked to glenn a little bit more uh neither one of them were able to make it back for the final four reunion but like yeah that would be that would be so crazy be so cool and that would have been a perfect sick. time to do it if they were there because you had everybody in the same spot it'd for been sure. awesome for sure and i'm shooting myself because i can't remember but was it your freshman year and, and i can't remember his name is what's killing me there is another kid from chesterton he was like a three shooter that was uh zach novak zach novak Dude, was player. he there your freshman no, year too he right was, he was not oh so he was the year before gotcha um but again, like I've known Zach since I was in first grade. Like him and my brother Steven played against each other all the way up from AAU through middle school, high school. So like I still yeah. talked. He was actually at the Final Four or at the uh, the reunion. Oh, was he? That's ago. cool. So, yeah, man. I'm still That's super awesome. tight with Zach. That's awesome. Great dude. So yeah. many region guys. It's so crazy. Yeah, it is. Because like the only thing that was even close to it is like the Purdue teams later, right? Or like the no, not even later. It was earlier than that. Yeah, Zach like, Martin. Like when they had Zach. Yeah, yeah, those guys. It was like, dude, that's crazy. It's mm -hmm. awesome to see Drake. Drake, Drake they had like four region guys yeah. in the starting oh, lineup yeah. too. It was like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. On, on Fanduel, it was like, I'm betting that yeah. one I'm over. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. No one's beating these region. No, rats. there's no way. We're gritty. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna veer off topic here for a second. Uh oh. Um. So like, obviously, like, you know, after after college ball, like. Uh, NBA wasn't an option and mm -hmm. you had to like move on and whatnot. What does like a, what does a degree from like Michigan do for you? Like when you're at like, Oh, when, here he goes recruiting guys at the school. It's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's anyone <laughs> in the area that I could recruit to go to Michigan, but 
But like, yeah, like what is that? Because I mean, like, I mean, you hear it about Notre Dame all the time as like, you know, that 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 diploma like opens up just different worlds for you and whatnot. But like you are not only like a Michigan degree, but like you're a student athlete as well. So like, what does that, what does that do? What does that look like? Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> it definitely, I mean, it, it's helped me a ton. Like it's pretty much gotten me ever, like any job I've ever gotten. Yeah. You know, I've just been able to like tap into the alumni network. Um, and that's the biggest thing. Like the Michigan alumni is insane. I think it's the, the largest alumni the, there is. It, yeah. But like, I would also say, you're picking a school or if you're at the university of Michigan or any big school, like it's kind of on you too, to like tap into that. Yeah. Like a lot of my teammates maybe didn't, you know, like do as great a job as like I attended some, some networking events and like I would always stay after and like talk to people or sign autographs for people or like talk to their, their kids or grandsons, whatever. Cause like you just never know, you know, who you're going to meet on the way up. You might meet them on the way down, like that type of thing. But yeah, I think it's important. Like it certainly helped me a ton. You know, I mean, I told you guys just recently, I, I started a new job and like I got that through a University of Michigan guy um, that I've just continued to build a good relationship with over the past couple of years. And um, he's he's helped me out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if, if you have a, a degree from Michigan, like you're kind of it kind of like validates you and you're somewhat stamped like for life. Yeah. You have people who will, who will try to help you as long as you're not like a schmuck and you want to work hard and. You know, you treat people the right way. I know it's not a lot less than that, but like, if anybody's ever an Andrean baseball guy, it's like they instantly got the door open. Yeah, I'm for not sure. right. That does it for you. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I know the I know the I know the shit they went through. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, it's uh, true though. So, I mean, you want to talk about your new job, or do you? I mean, because I know you also got a coffee company oh, yeah. that you started as well. That I'd be really interested to hear yeah. more about, like why you got into that and like what started it. For sure. Um, which one do you want to? Tap into do you want to talk about well. your new your new position? Yeah, that's, what are you, yeah, you're that's doing? cool. Yeah. Um, I just started. I uh, I'm doing um, franchise sales, so it's franchise development. Um, basically, I work I work for a group that partners with different franchise brands, um, and then I I basically try to find potential candidates who are interested in opening their own franchise and, and walk them through the process and you know see if it's a good fit for both parties, um, and then ultimately you know we just try to help guide them in the right direction and give them the right information to make a, a great decision. Um, obviously it's a big investment. Like if you're, yeah. if you're wanting to open your own franchise, like you're looking to, to have a little bit of like an entrepreneurial mindset and start your own business. Um, the reason why I was so interested in it and why I like it is cause like, I'm not a very salesy person. You know, I kind of just like to like help people and I, I try to be as genuine and as authentic as possible. But like with the franchise business and with this space in particular, like I kind of, relate it back to like my basketball days, like as a point guard, like all I really cared about was helping like make other people better. And like, to me, it's like this job is almost like getting an assist, right? Like you're helping someone like get their dream job or start their dream business. That's super cool. So that's what I like about it. I mean, I, I just started, like, I, I wish I could like tell you more, but like so far <laughs> it's off to a great start. I'm, I'm super excited about it. And I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be very promising. So, well, That's I think it's awesome. important for our audience to hear that because a lot of the people that listen to this are business owners. Yeah, um, usually affluent. Our, our like demographic is usually like college educated uh, homeowners. Homeowners, like so, it's it's pretty cool that like I think it's a good mix for you to even have this conversation because I get, you know, there's always the next thing for business owners in particular. Yeah, you know, I for mean, sure. we have a, I have a fantasy football uh, league oh. that we're in. It's like ten business owners locally, yeah. and we call it the Palmyra Buyers Club. That's awesome. So it's like that goes right into what you're saying. I think always people are looking for a new way to make some make yeah. some revenue. You know, absolutely. I mean, 
especially now, like I, I feel like with the market and stuff like that, like instead of just having your money sit, you know, in, in your savings or whatever, like you could go put it to work for you, whether, yeah. you know, that's in stocks or whatever, but like franchise is a great opportunity. You know, you got a playbook and, and there's a huge market for it. Oh, heck yeah. So Spike, you were talking about your brands, but we've got some brands that, that help us keep our lights on. And to tell us a little bit more about it, Mark. Yeah, what's up? So who is uh, who is our sponsors for this podcast? Absolutely. So Spico, have you ever been to uh, Lighthouse? I have, and you've probably been there for lunch and, and dinner, right? <laughs> I have. I love it. But have you ever been there for brunch? I have not. No, you haven't because they haven't had it until now. Wow! <laughs> Starting this Sunday, we have Sunday brunch every Sunday, nine a.m. to one thirty p.m. It is a spread too. Mm-hmm. If you're curious what they look like. Make sure to maintain following us. We have a ton of pictures we're going to release. We went over there. We shot um, all of their their brunch food. Fantastic nuts. Check it out. It what did awesome. you? What was your favorite meal? Uh, probably the Cinnabons. Oh, were they the good? Were they Cinnabons. super good? They were really good. Yeah. How were they according to like Aunt Annie's in like the mall? That's actually pretzels. That does nothing. To do. <laughs> Cinnabon. The Cinnabons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, night and day difference actually. And really? I love Cinnabons. Yeah. Okay. But they, I mean, it's just something about like I, I feel like I've never had like a homemade Cinnabon before. Really? Yeah. And these were homemade Cinnabons. So lighthouse, lighten it up. Lighten it up. Brunch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a catchphrase. <laughs> See that on the billboards yeah. tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Um, next one I got for you. We were actually here yesterday. Um, Blackhead Beer Works. Oh, it's uh, a great spot. In Valpo. Have you Valpo? ever been there? Have you heard no. of it before? Yeah. Spike. That's it's definitely a, a must check out. Do you a, like Asian fusion food? I don't I don't know. Not. Mm. Have you been to Asparagus? I haven't. At that, okay. We need to do a tour of the Dude, region, Spike. I know. Yeah, I we do. We need to take you guys. No, okay. for sure. Okay. I just heard. Yeah. It's What's it called? Black? Uh, Blackhead Beer Works. Okay. Yeah. Beer, and I was like, hold on, I'm in. So, like, (laughs) I'll drink some beer. They've got great beers, and it's a distillery. Yeah. So, they actually, fun fact, they call it Brew Stillery. Awesome. Which is genius. Yeah. Yeah. But we went there yesterday. Super cool. The food was incredible, too. When you were there yesterday, did you see Raven? We did. Raven's the shit. She's so awesome. So awesome. We chatted with her. She sat next to us the whole time. It was great. So cool. She was so great. Yeah. Shout out to you, Raven. 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 And Dana. Dana helped set us up. Awesome. That's awesome. Dana's the shit, too. Thank you, Dana, for that. Um, and then, um, so what's the, what's the deal? I didn't hear it. Uh, no deal. Just more of less, just, uh, awareness. Awareness. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. And then Spike, since, uh, we were talking about Asian, uh, Asian fusion, uh, have you been, you, and you said you haven't been to asparagus, have you? I've heard great things, but I've, oh, it's so good, man. I don't, I don't get out of crown point much. Okay. Are you a pad Thai guy? Yeah. You like Pad Thai. Oh, there you go. That's like awesome That's Pad spot. Thai. Yeah, it's so good. Okay. It's a place to be. I can't wait for Mark to tell me they don't have that there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the wrong restaurant. <laughs> no, they, they do. Don't worry. Cool. They do. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's actually Rhino's favorite restaurant. In the really? Area is, really? Uh, is asparagus. Yeah. Okay. That's his go-to. So no way. Yeah. If you ever want to sweeten them up, take take them there. All right. And then ask them whatever you need to ask them. Good yeah. to know. <laughs> but no, asparagus is another great one for us. Um, and right now it's ten percent off all online orders, which I actually find myself doing more online orders than I've ever done before for some reason. Really? Yeah. I. I feel like I used to really like going to restaurants, ordering, and like sitting there waiting for it, and like people watching. It's weird, probably, but people watching is fun, dude. I can't do that anymore. I gotta, I gotta have my stuff ready for me when I get there. So, just knock out the online order, pick up when I get there, ten percent off. Okay. So when you say you're done with online ordering, are you talking about like are you doing Grubhub at all, or is it just like literally carrying out of the restaurants? 
I carry out of the restaurants. I, I'm not, I don't need it delivered to me. Okay. I just need it ready when I get there. So I do the online ordering. And I just go pick it up, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm kind of like that, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just by myself. I'm single. So, like, oh, that is the, I'm yeah, not going to go move. sit there and eat by myself. Same. <laughs> yeah. People start looking at you like, what's going on? Yeah. So. I've kind of enjoyed the eating by myself move. Really? The older I get, yeah, I kind of do. Like, okay. at a restaurant? No, it's got to be more of a lunch spot. That's okay. Gotcha. Like okay. a Chipotle... Dave's Hot Chicken that we were at a couple yeah. days ago. Like, yeah. that is my vibe. I, I do. I kind of enjoy sitting by myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's me, like, with coffee in the morning. I was just like, going to say that. I really? I can at a coffee shop all day. Absolutely. But like, yeah. Like, dinner by myself or something, that would be strange. That's tough. That'll, that'll raise some, some eyebrows. Dude, yeah. No, there's a thing, too. I feel like if I have, like, a laptop in front of me, then it makes it 100% yeah. okay, no matter oh, for what, sure. like, what time of the day it is. People think you're working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like FanDuel or whatever. You're doing. <laughs> I'm fooling It's all everybody. fantasy baseball yeah. on this guy. Yeah, Don't let him fool sure. you. That's it. But the second that laptop's down and it's like dinner time and I'm by myself. Yeah. There was a time last week where I was like, oh, it was Wednesday night. And I was like, dude, my chamber meeting got done around 6.30. And I'm like, dude, I don't really want to rush home and see my kids. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dad. <laughs> Dad of the year. Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, no, I'll, maybe I'll go like grab a bite to eat. And I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to Culinary Misfits by myself. Mm. So I'm with you guys. Yeah. I agree completely. Then did you go to Culinary Misfits yeah. by yourself? No, I went home and saw my kids. Nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it was good. You, it was good. That's solid. We just got a new mattress, which is really fun. Okay. And I don't know if you guys, have you ever been mattress shopping before? Um, I usually get them delivered, so I don't just order them online. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Do you do that? How many mattresses one, are you buying? Or? Huh? How many mattresses are you no, buying? Not, not many. <laughs> just one usually. <laughs> one, one. I'm not. I'm. I'm not picky, man. What do you know? Just do you remember like what I, you ordered? Um, I don't. I have no idea. But like I've, the last four or five years, I've always like kind of lived somewhere different. Yeah. So oh I yeah. Just, I'm sure. You know, so I would just like order and they'd, whatever, just deliver mm. it. Come set it up. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We went to like this is my first foray into like a king bed. So it's yeah. like we're Ooh. gonna go check it out and like figure it out. And, dude, I had no idea. What do you think an average bed costs? Dude, I know they're expensive. Like, how much are we talking here? Six grand? Shit. Are you kidding me? Not Six no joke. for a king bed? Dude, 4000 like, you're getting a used car that two of the tires don't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't even make sense. You can't even sleep on this. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like the Flintstones bedrock, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, so six grand. So, long story short, two nights ago, my kid pissed the bed, which was really yeah. awesome because mm-hmm. he was standing, standing on me. And then uh, the next morning... He was drinking chocolate milk, laying on my chest. It was like this beautiful moment. Puked chocolate milk all over my chest <laughs> on the bed. So, dang. Broke I wasn't rushing to get back to that, is what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Totally get that. <laughs> and naturally, since it's still under warranty, you sent it back, right? You said, hey, I noticed there's stains on yeah. mine. No, no. I, I'm, I just laid in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> still smells. You know, it's kind of like a, a cologne or a hot candle. Uh-huh. You yeah. Know? It's just like a chance to just puke. Yeah. It's good. That's awesome. That's Where awesome. were we going before the reads? <laughs> I don't even know where I was going. I do have a question for you, yeah. like if we want to go, kind of rewind back to college basketball a little for bit. For sure. So I think one of the things that's crazy for me going to college basketball games and sitting close is how small the court is, but how big the players are. Like, what's your first, I guess, come to like the level moment as like a freshman where you're like, I know for like as a baseball player, to give you an example, like when I was catching, it's like you knew the first time you caught 95, it yeah. was like overpowering you, dude. You were for lucky sure. just to make it out alive, you know? Yeah. So like, what is that moment for you with like basketball in accordance to like, dude, because those are freaks. Yeah. No, I mean, I think like I think about my my freshman year at Michigan, like those first, I don't know, eight to 10 games, um, just the speed, the size and athleticism were like way different. 
than anything I mm. experienced before. And I, I played at a prep school the year previously, so I had played against a lot of high-level players. Like most of the guys on the floor were going Division One, um, you know. But like then you go to Michigan. Now it's like okay, not only are these guys Division One, like these were all the best players at their school. Yeah, like last, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like everybody there was a, a four star, a five star, and like I mean, you got guys walking around six five with six seven wingspans, and like they're small, you know, like. I mean, I don't. I can't remember like a specific team, but like just just the size, the speed, the athleticism. When like it's their starting lineup goes like six three, six six, six seven, six nine, six eleven. You're like holy shit. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's like one thing playing like a traditional yeah. Villanova team where the like the lineup's kind of small, but like for sure, dude. It's like you catch the ball out of bounds in a full court press. Those are freaks. Yeah. you're like yeah. literally go- you're like defending against aliens. Yeah, and you just see how like quickly they they can close on the ball and like you, you throw a pass that like a year ago I was like, Oh, this has no problem getting through. And like, then it's like, Holy shit, this dude just jumped and he's, you know, hanging on the rim. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Like, so like I had moments like that for sure where you learn quickly or even like you catch the ball and you think you're open and you just see how quick these guys recover. So like I had to mm-hmm. learn quickly to like, okay, I gotta be ready to shoot when that ball's coming. So I can get my shot off. Because I don't have some six one guy closing out on me. This dude six seven gonna go play in the NBA for like eight years, so <laughs> dude. It was just it was a big adjustment. Like I I think at times like I, I struggled a little bit early on, um, but you just you adapt, you know. For like sure, anything. hell yeah, man. What was like biggest adjustment? Either was it offense or defense? Like trying to get around a guy or trying Great to like question. defend a guy? Great question. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> um, I think for me it was definitely defense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was pretty solid offensively just because, like, I, I knew my role. Like, I could handle the <laughs> basketball. I had so many good players around me. And I would say, like, I think as a whole, like, most coaches you'd talk to, like, freshmen coming in have no clue what to do defensively. Mm. Like, in terms of, like, team defense, understanding the game, knowing where to be at on the floor. And for me, that was, like, easy. Like, I was a, I was a good <laughs> team defensive player because I had good basketball IQ. I knew where to be. Yeah. My problem was guarding on the ball. Mm. Like I'm guard. These dudes are freaks. Yeah. And like so, I was totally cool off the ball. I'm in the gaps. I'm getting steals. Like I'm taking charges. But when I'm on the ball and I'm on an island, I'm like, oh man, like this isn't this isn't a great matchup for me. This you six know? four guy can either shoot yeah. it and I can't block it. He's gonna try to go around yeah, me. And they're just so strong. Like if they get a step on you, man. Like and I didn't move great on defense like laterally because of my hips. So like I definitely struggled at times on the ball. So I just like I found other ways. Like I would, you know, to be crafty and like jump in front of them, take charges, but, like, I got beat off the ball a lot. Mm. So, like, I'm sure, like, a guy like Oladipo is just like, what? Yeah, he just, yeah, dude, dude, I wasn't guarding him. It's <laughs> like, I would just try to gamble and, like, <clears throat> you know, take a, you know, get a steal or take a charge, but, like, there's just some of those guys you can't do anything with, like, you know, better offense is going to beat better defense, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Because, like, dude, those guys, I'm sure, man, I just got, like, their first step is insane. And he, like, oh. in particular, like, ran downhill hard. He's mm. a freak show, man. My old roommate in college, uh, or he uh, was a basketball player. He was six nine, and uh, he was telling me this story one point where like he was down in Texas playing some random team, and like these guys were just like literally jumping from the free throw line in game, windmill yeah. dunking and stuff. Have you seen anything freak wise like that that just like really stands out of like maybe somebody you played against or somebody on your team, even if it's in practice? It's just like what? Yeah, I think. Uh I mean, Oladipo was definitely someone. Like, he had a couple dunks mm. that year where I was like, holy crap. Like, he did some, like, a 360. He did some sick windmills. Mm. Um, but I even think, like, on our team, Glenn Robinson. Like, Glenn was a freak, obviously, fr- from LC. And, like, the stuff he was doing, 
you know, as a senior in high school, like we played on the same AAU team and like in layup lines, like there would be people, we'd be at AAU tournaments and people would just be coming to our court just to watch Glenn do like <laughs> warm up dunks. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, That's I so mean, sick. he's like jumping over people and doing like 360 windmills, like stuff that I like we couldn't even do on like an eight foot hoop. <laughs> I was like, he's doing this on that, you know, yeah. it's just in nowadays, like even more so, like, I don't know what's in the water that these kids are drinking Dude. or whatever it is, but like these kids are just like, the athleticism is off the charts. One thing you mentioned earlier about the NIL stuff, like yeah. how do you feel about that? Cause I'd love to hear like, especially from a former athlete, what that's like. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I, I think it's weird right now because there's, like, no rules. And, like, there's no way of regulating it. So it's, like, kind of like the wild, wild west. Um, I mean, I think it's I think it's great for the kids, you know, for, like, the athletes. Like, they're going to – some of them are making bank. You know, I'm not yeah. sure if, like, we're doing it the right way. So, like, I'm, I'm sure a lot of, like, the old heads are not happy about it. Yeah. Just because there's no structure. Um, I would have loved to have had it when I was there. You know, I feel like I, I would have made a decent – a decent amount of money for sure. I guess the crossroads of the conversation is should athletes be paid in college and like, is the scholarship enough? I think that it's yeah. like, it's like a weird mixture because I do think they should get paid, but at the same time, it's like, that is a valuable thing too. Really quick because it just makes me think of you and NIL didn't, <laughs> didn't like you and Prez or something. Didn't some, you and Barstool link um, up or something. Yeah. I don't like, we didn't really link up or like do like any sort of like collab or partnership, but Prez is a Michigan guy. So like he, he was always kind of keeping tabs on on our games and watching us and stuff. So like him and I would go back and forth quite a bit on like Twitter and like DMs and stuff. That's awesome. Um, whereas like yeah, I mean if if that was around, like if I was playing nowadays and like it, we would have had for sure something set up. Wow. You know like who knows like what he would have been hooking me up with or or whoever, not just barstool. Yeah. I think there is like you touched on the scholarship piece. You know like for me like being able to come out of college with with two degrees and debt free, like there is definitely, there's value on that. Heck yeah. Cool. You know, like I got two older brothers who both have student loans and like, like my one brother, Josh Dog's an attorney and like just swimming in loans. Like that shit's no joke. So I'm fortunate to not have that. Um, but like, I also think the other side, like when I was at Michigan, they're selling my jerseys in the M den, mm. you know? Right. And, and I'm not saying like, I didn't deserve to be making a hundred grand a year, you know, but if there was a way for me to like profit off my, name, image, and likeness, like, that would have been great. Like, I think it's getting abused now where, like, kids are just getting broke off and, you know, getting 100 grand here, 100 grand. Like, it's, it's getting messy. But, like, I think if kids could, could run camps in the summer or do basketball lessons in the summer or whatever their sport is or, or go do, you know, greetings and sign autographs, stuff like that, like, you're not going to get rich off of it, but you're going to come out of school, you know, with a little extra, you know, change in your pocket. Because although I had no, no like debt or bills when I graduated, which was great. I also didn't have any money saved. Yeah. You know, cause like I didn't, that's like true. I, I wasn't working. Like, you know, people are always like, well, you go get a job. I'm like, I had a job. Yeah. Like basketball was a job. Yeah. But I told coach B I'm like, Hey, I can't know if I can make it today. I gotta go, <laughs> you know, fucking help out at the golf course. Like my scholarship would have been pulled. Yeah. You Crazy. know, like that's a business man. Oh like, yeah. Heck yeah. So I don't, that's kind of my two cents on it. Yeah. It never made sense to me that like the jerseys get sold. And like yeah. the player gets nothing. Yeah, I think now they are obviously. Yeah, nice. Because like, like, dude, and like, why? I think you're going to see more people like, like for example, like the University of Michigan. I know they had it at Notre Dame, but I, I haven't been to every campus. Like even mem signed memorabilia. It's like well, yeah. it just only makes sense to sign it through the team, put it in the gift shop, and it'll go for sure. Yeah, you know, and then make money off of that. It's like there was creative ways to do it. It just seems to me like now, 
it, it's becoming more of a recruitment tool for boosters than it is actually oh, yeah. like a, like about name, image, and likeness. Totally. You know? That's what it is. It's like the boosters and the alums are coming together. They're putting a they're they're creating like a pot. Like there's a pot full of money, and then they're using that in recruiting and like you know like hey you come here we got 250k for you. Then the next school is like we got 300. It just becomes a bidding war, and like that's not what it's meant to do. At least I don't think. You know. No. Like I know. Some schools have probably been doing that for a while. You yeah, know? yeah. Just, just they didn't call it NIL. Um, <laughs> John Calipari, everywhere he went, UMass is in the national championship. Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I think there needs to be some sort of structure and, like, organization to it. Otherwise, like, I just, yeah, I don't know. It could, like, spiral out of control. And I just, I don't see how, you know, like, it stays, like, considered amateur college basketball because... It's going to get messy. So how broke were you as a college player? Um, like, are you talking like mac and cheese? No, like? no, no, no. So that was great, man. Like from the meal standpoint, like, and it's not like this everywhere, but at, at Michigan, it was first class. Like we got training table. Like I had meals provided. Um, we got, I think it was called like blue bucks. Like I had a card that I could eat at the dining halls and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was great. And I got, I got a, a monthly stipend to pay for my rent. But like, I think my stipend was like a thousand bucks a month or eleven hundred bucks a month. But like, Ann Arbor's expensive, so like, rent mm. in Ann Arbor was like I was paying like eight fifty, eight hundred fifty bucks. So like, okay, now I got two hundred fifty dollars in cash for the rest of the month. So like, mm. you know, I mean, it was That's tough. You know, like there was times, and again, I'm not like not hating on my experience. Like I was fortunate to be in the position I was in. But like, there was definitely times where like I had to hit up my parents and be like, hey, like. Like, I need a little extra money this month. And, like, my family, we don't come from a ton of money. So, like, I didn't make those calls often, you know. So, like, I was eating trading table all the time. Like, I was taking home extra meals and stuff. Um, but, like, some of the guys who were always going out to eat, you know, like, they'd be tapping into their to their savings or their parents' bank account, stuff like that. Um, but I think you just learn to, like, manage your money and kind of grow up a little bit. Wow, it's crazy sure. to think about, so, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because, like, like, that's the other thing that doesn't make any sense about those rules is, like, how can you tap your parents for money, but you can't, you can't like, have, like, someone that you grew up with that's maybe your high school head coach wire you 250 bucks? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, sure. you build relationships through all this stuff, man. Yeah. No, absolutely. But that's illegal? Like, it, that's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. But you're living on 250 bucks a month if you don't do anything else? That's insane. That is crazy. That's insane. It's yeah. Not, how not, do you tra- how do you have transportation? Like, is that a car I, that your so parents gave you? I never had a car. Um, which I mean, that's like you know, that's Normal. fine. Like college, college kids, kids don't yeah, have cars. Yeah. Like, I took the bus everywhere and whatever. That's um, not free though, right? Or is it? Yeah. So like the one that we would take, it was the campus bus, and it would it would take you through town. And, gotcha. So it's more of like a shuttle. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just couldn't afford to have a a, a car at the time. Um, but like I think some of those rules have changed. Like the stipends now, it like it goes with like the cost of attendance. So, for instance, like Michigan, Ann Arbor is a lot more expensive than like some school in in North Dakota or whatever, where it's like they're paying three hundred dollars a month for rent. I'm paying nine hundred. You know, yeah. it's like how are we getting the same scholarship checks? Uh, sure. And again, I I feel like I'm sitting here like pouting about it. Like it's no. dude, again, it was an no, awesome I'm, experience. Yeah, but like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they've they've changed those sort of things because it's less like. That just doesn't make sense. Like I had no. some friends who played at other schools, they're pocketing like 600, 800 bucks a month. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm lucky to be breaking even. Yeah. You know, crazy. That's so, so true. That's crazy. Speaking of public transportation though, 
Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking Can't about wait that, to hear this. Yeah. Talk about grinding my gears. <laughs> no, um, I was thinking the lighthouse. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like when you're taking like public transportation as a freshman, you're probably not like really getting noticed that much. But like, was there a point where like, I mean, it could be oh, even after like the question. national championship game where like all of a sudden taking a bus was like, people were like, yo, Spike, like sick game. Or like, can I get a picture? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did that like, was that the game that like changed like you on campus or like? Um, yeah, I mean, that was definitely like coming back after that final four weekend. Um, like life was very different for like mm. the rest of my experience at Michigan for sure. Um, but just kind of even leading up to that, like it was building like those, that NCAA tournament run, like after, you know, the big 10 tournament, then the first weekend, second weekend. Um, cause for most of the year, honestly, like for most of the regular season, like I kind of flew under the radar. Like I had a great class. The other four guys in my class went to the NBA and they all looked like NBA players. Like I, <laughs> I don't sure. look like an, you know, and that's why I wasn't. Um, but I walked around like nobody had any idea who I was, which is great. Like, I loved it. Like, I just kind of blend in with the crowd, which is nice. Um, but after that game, for sure, like pretty much most of the people. And I'm always rolling with the basketball guys. So then they're like, yeah, OK. For, for like the beginning, it was like, who the hell is that little dude with them? And then like after that, like everybody kind of like, like put us together. And so would you rather have like instant, instant fame like that or would you rather have a gradual fame? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't really care for any fame. You know, <laughs> it's just in fame. It's it was very short lived. But like, um, how do you go to class? You're a distraction to class. You have to be at that. At like coming back after from the that. Final yeah, four, after that for the sure. Kate Upton stuff pops. Yeah. Well, that was like more just like cool. Like students were excited about the season and the run and like That's hyped awesome. up when we came back to class and stuff like that. But like after that, I mean, I was just sitting in class like everybody else. And we were, you know, it wasn't anything mm. too crazy. Really? So. That's crazy. Yeah, like in my yeah. mind, it's like, oh, there's Spike. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Like a, there's like a standing O, like a Rudy moment. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no not that cool. Maybe Damn. if we won. And that would have been Ooh. like Econ, what, 102 yeah. your freshman year? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was in any Econ classes. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. Tough. What was your double yeah. major in? Um, so or two I was, degrees. I was liberal, liberal arts at Michigan. Let's go. Win one for liberal arts, yeah, dude. dude. Yeah. Liberal arts degree here. Let's go, man. Um, and then at Purdue, I got my master's in technology, leadership, and innovation. Wow. Whatever that means, right? <laughs> Sounds. Any anytime I tell people that, they get that reaction, like think it's like, like super dang, fancy. You're and smart. I'm like, yeah, dude. I got that. <laughs> I got that. Spike, do you want to add anything to this? No, no, I'm good, man. I I appreciate it. this. Was a lot of fun. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. You got to keep me posted with like the drop third and when, when that comes out and, and everything. Like I'm super excited. I love what you guys do here at Local 219. Um, I've been following the Instagram page for a while. Nice, dude. Yeah, you guys do a great job. Thanks, so, man. I appreciate you. And for all you cool. single ladies out there, um, Spike's Instagram Ooh, is Spike Albrecht. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that blue check mark next. Oh my God, that's the last thing I want to talk about. Okay. What, when did the blue check mark come and how? Like, how does that, like, <laughs> This do they dude, reach out? Dude. Do they reach out? Yeah, tell us, man. Um, Fill us in. <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking about in, in, on Instagram? Or? <laughs> yeah. So the Instagram one happened. Um, actually, one of the SIDs like at at these colleges, like they can help get you verified. Like it, when either if you're a player or a coach. Um, Interesting. And like I think he just reached out and, and was basically like, "Hey, like we got a guy on staff. Like you need to." Like get them verified because 
you're you're talking to recruits and stuff, and it's it's so stupid, but like that stuff matters. Yeah, it does. You know, it's like the it optics really of it. Um, and I'm not like super big on social media, but it definitely like with recruiting or whatever. Like when people see the blue check mark, it just makes you think you're a little more legit, I guess. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, yeah, for sure. It is cool too because I think like if you have the blue check mark, like and you message somebody, whether like if it's like a business related opportunity or something, like they'll they'll get notified if it's like comes from a verified person on like Instagram and Twitter, I'm pretty sure. Totally. Oh, that's I don't cool. know those pieces, but like, yeah. I mean, that helps with your connections though. I mean, really, oh, though, totally, like, totally. trying to reach out to, you know, people from Michigan and whatnot. Yeah. Like, that's big. Oh yeah, for sure. You're, so you're single too. Yeah. Definitely helps with, with the, uh, the Dude. too. <laughs> I would love <laughs> to have a podcast <laughs> from you guys just hosting <laughs> one talking yeah. about the single days. Yeah. Cause I've seen Mark in action. It's impressive. Oh, he's, Yep. <laughs> it is impressive. Maybe like a dual bachelor. Like, you know how they do the bachelorette and it'd be like two bachelorettes? Maybe we can do some kind of like local 219 bachelor with two bachelors. Dude, new yeah. new date series, uh, date night with Mark and Spike. We I just double date. We got to figure out a way to like, though, like film it. <laughs> we got to figure out a way to film it without taking over a restaurant. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Spike's in. We don't even ask him. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I guess Yo, at the same time. I can get drinks and hang with Marky. I'm in. Let's For go. sure. Maybe there's like a competition we can do here. Ooh, I'm, I'm not on that one. I don't know, dude. Competition makes I, I don't want to go against Spike yeah. anything, dude. I've, I was happy to have him on my team in CYO, and, and I don't want to go against him. I love the humble brags on both you guys. I love it. You yeah. guys are just self-defecating. It's amazing. Well, Spike, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you guys. This is fun. Yeah, greatly appreciate it. Guys, I hosted uh, my first podcast. Maybe it was my second one. And uh, <laughs> thank you for bearing with it. He probably couldn't even tell. I couldn't tell. So, but no, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, on that note, uh, if you have any want to search us on Instagram, Facebook, it's just local 219, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Um, and then we have our website, local219.tv. Um, but yeah, stay Look tuned. Look out for Drop Third. Look out for Drop Third Sports, powered by Local 219. Let's go. Mm.